0: Natural, baby. Baby. I'm it's all
1: Welcome to Courtside Moms. I'm your host, Wendy Sparks. Today, my guest is Michelle Reed, mother of Paul Reed, who plays with the Philadelphia 76ers. We got so much to talk about, so let's get to it and bring Michelle on the show. So, Michelle, I'm so blessed to have you on the show today. I am so happy to learn more about Paul. So, let's start at the very beginning. Tell us where you raised Paul and lead up to him gravitating towards basketball.
0: Okay. So, we, we was born, he was born and raised in Orlando, Florida. So, what happened was his dad was playing basketball for UCF and I got pregnant, and when I had PJ, well, we call him PJ, when I had him, because um, he's a junior, his dad name is Paul, so saying Paul, it just sounds so strange, I feel like I'm talking about my husband, but um, when I had PJ, he was a newborn baby, and he used to go to the games with me, you know, because we went to, like, all the home games, so I would be at games with my car seat, I mean, with little baby care, PJ in it, and after the game, we had to wait, like, for, like, an hour, but they go back, and they do all their Meetings and they take baths and eat and all that stuff, and so um every time we went to the game, like he used to have like these little basketballs or a little like little whatnots or whatever to get to the fans. And he Paul, Big Paul, call, always called. So PJ always had like a little small ball, all different size balls in his car seat. Every day, every every game we went to, he always came out with a ball for him. So he had like a bunch of SUCF <laughs> basketballs in different sizes. So he was around basketball from the time he came out my womb. His Boy. pacifier was a basketball pacifier and like it's crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So he was like involved in basketball from the onset.
0: Yeah, from the onset, <laughs> exactly. He had no other choice. It's so all he knew was basketball. So when he was um, so UCF used to have camps um over the summer for like the for kids, right. And so the players would help with the camps. And PJ was like one, so he had to So when he was like one year old, he's supposed to camps with his dad. You know, he wasn't old enough. He still used to go with him. So he'd be running around the court with all the other little kids, running, running behind basketballs and my aunt. and then Big Paul used to do camps with his high school coach, Coach White, who also. Um, was a basketball coach at Wakava. That's why Paul Jr., that's why PJ went there, but um, he used to do camps with him, too, so he, he's always been going to these basketball camps with his dad, and um, he's always been around basketball. So when um Paul finished college, we went overseas, and we used to go, every once in a while, we would go to his practices with him, um, basketball practice with him, and so he would, like, let PJ go down and he would, like, he would warm up with the team so they would be down there stretching and exercising and getting ready to play practice. And Paul Jr. would be down there with them. So when they would send, send make back upstairs in the stadium, I mean, in the stands with me and my daughter when they got ready to practice. And we had like a little, it was like a little area where we were, where he had room really like run around. So everything they did at practice, he would be doing over there. Like he, and he would be really at basketball practice at three years old. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was a mimicking dad.
0: <laughs> yeah and his dad yeah so all his life that's what's been he's been around basketball it's so crazy
1: so you said that he went that you guys went overseas um where's overseas like where did your husband previously play
0: um he played in turkey um and uncle and uncle turkey yeah for wow. a team called pet college and then he played some more after he left after he left turkey he went overseas to different other countries but we didn't go then because he was going to like Poland, Latvia, some places where we didn't, he didn't really want to take us because it was like yeah. companies, you know, so. Yeah. Um, didn't go there
1: again, wow. but yeah. So it's like saying PJ's first experience was overseas before he could even play. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So when did he now start playing um, organized basketball as a young child?
0: Okay, so I want to say fourth or fifth grade, he was playing football. And then um, I had my 12 year old, she was a newborn baby. And it was just too hard to take. I had a toddler, a two year old, and I had a newborn. It was hard going to all these football games with a newborn baby because you'd be out there all day long. Cause it was, he got a lot of boy, he got a lot of cousins his age. So, and it was like one age, like one was like one age older than the other. So you would be out there with football in Orlando you have to go in the morning, have to weigh in and all this stuff. And then you'd be out there all day to the game start. And it's like, oh my gosh. And it would be like sometimes the games would be an hour away. So you're not gonna just drop them off and then go home and then come back. So with we newborn baby, I was like, I can't do it. this. It's too hot. So I put him in basketball. And that's when I realized, like, oh shoot, we should have been put him in basketball. Cause he went and played basketball and was just dominating. I'm like, oh my gosh, he was crazy. It was like he was a man amongst boys out there. And wow. then they told me I should start putting him at AAU, but I didn't want to put him at AAU so young because he's only in elementary school. So he just played like little league basketball until um, middle school. Then he played for the middle school team. And then in high school, he he played high school. And then like 11th grade is when he started, 10th, 11th grade is when he started playing AAU basketball. So he kind of started playing AAU kind of late. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like he used to fuss at me all the time because he wanted to play travel ball. And I'm like, you ain't, got you ain't got to be doing all that travel ball right now. Because it's, it's like, I didn't believe in paying all that money for him to play travel ball in middle school. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. That was a lot to me because I was like, your daddy didn't play travel ball in middle school. <laughs> and he went, <laughs> he had a, a basketball scholarship. So <laughs> yeah. That's how I was doing it. So,
1: you know yeah. what? Economically, it wasn't always feasible for every family. Um, right. AAU can get very expensive. It is. Yeah, it's very I found,
0: expensive.
1: Yeah, I found it expensive too. I mean, my son was starting to play AAU ball in Canada, but after when he was playing AAU ball in the U.S., now you're talking about money exchange, right? The Canadian right. dollar was totally different. So for me as a parent, I was like, well, hold on a second. Like, you know what I mean? It, it It's a lot. I, I, I loved it. I loved the experience, but now i want to go see these games there's hotel there's food you know what i mean sometimes i bring my young son with me or i couldn't bring him because it was just unaffordable so i understand what you're saying that sometimes it's just not feasible for everybody to 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 buy into the aau um system i mean it's great and i'm glad that my son played but let me tell you it was difficult at the beginning on the onset right for me as a parent so i understand what you're saying um so now your son is playing, let's just go to um, high school. He played in Wakaiva which is in, I believe, Apopka, right? Yep. In Florida. Okay. So talk about his high school days and lead up to his senior year where he went to the state championship.
0: Okay. So it's a long story with high school because he wasn't zoned for Wekaiva. He was supposed to go to Okoy. My daughter, okay. My daughter is, I have a daughter that's two and a half years older than Paul and she played volleyball. Right and um so he played for Robbinswood middle school which was like heck Robbinswood middle school had like all the top talent basketball players so everybody was looking for those eighth graders to come to their high school who was zoned for their high school so when paul didn't go to okoy the okoy high school coach would come to my daughter and was like <laughs> Where's our brother? Like he's supposed to be coach. <laughs> but we had put him on a um in a magnet program to wakaiba because we wanted him to go to wakaiba where Coach McWhite was teaching and coaching. Because Coach mm-hmm. McWhite was a very good high school basketball coach. He coached my my husband, and he just did so much. And they had so many experience with him. So I wanted PJ to have the same thing. So we put him in wakaiba So because we put him in a magnet program. We used to have all these issues the whole time he was at Wakawa with keeping him there because every year it was always something threatening to kick him out of Wakawa because of eligibility with the the magnet program or a living arrangement with our address. I don't know. It was just always something, but some way God always made a way to keep Paul at Wakawa. so it worked out perfect, and he ended up leading him to the state championship. You know, like to, to the state championship game. So. That was interesting. I had that was that was very interesting because it was a fight every year, and um, <laughs> his coach was like, "Man, we got we got <laughs> like keep all on track." Uh, I was very avid by his grades. And, um, the, me and all of the like the guidance counselors, his teachers we used to have conferences, like just to make sure he stayed on point. Um, yeah, it was, it was um, make sure he still up his grades, made sure he um did everything he needed to do. To yeah. stay eligible to play basketball. And he did pretty
1: good. He made good grades. Absolutely. So you were saying earlier that um, you wanted him to go to that school uh, mainly because of the coach, because you wanted him to coach your son. So at that time already, you saw potential for your son to play possibly in the pro in his future?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I just wanted him to get to the next level. You know, right. so to me, High school, the next level was college. I definitely wanted him to get a college scholarship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wanted him to get a, a basketball scholarship so he could go to school. That was my main goal. And um, so you know, once he um, went to Ocaba, I knew that Coach McWhite would um keep him trained, you know, like like yeah. he would like make everything available for him. He would um make sure that he had like all the things he needed to get better. Right. So, you know, do all kind of drills because he had a few players went to college and I knew that he was really good at getting a lot of players in the college. So that was my main concern. PJ Dream was always go to the NBA, but my main concern at the time was just to get him in college. Amen. Yeah. yeah. As moms,
1: we see a different vision, right? (laughs) We see school, (laughs) they see the league, right? But it's easier to go to the league with a good college, um, a university education, right? And it's only normal that our, our boys don't. You know what I mean? For them, it's like, wait, no, I want to play NBA. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So at this point, colleges started to approach him and recruit um, him, such as Clemson, uh, Kansas State, Rutgers, DePaul, and Murray State. So did you get to go on these visits? And if so, as mom, what did you enjoy about visiting these schools?
0: Oh, wow. So, yeah, we did. We went to, he went to three visits. He went to Murray State first, and then he went to Kansas State, and then he went to DePaul. So, Murray State, it was a small school and it was nice. Everybody seemed like it was like, but you had to fly into Tennessee, I think, and then drive two hours to get to Murray. And I'm like, this is going to be a problem for us to get here. And I was like, ah, and you know, but they had a really nice facility. They had a really nice program, and the coaches was really nice. They took, they, you know, they put the red carpet for you. They try to, you know, really impress you when you come visit their schools. And I was like, okay, I can see y'all, but um, but then we went to Kansas State, and I was like, oh my God. So we had to fly. Um, I forgot where we had a layover at, but we had a layover somewhere, and then. We caught a plane and flew into Kansas State, which is a good thing that they had an airport. They had an an airport and it was getting ready to build another gate. So they had one gate. So I thought, okay, we used to fly in there, but we had a layover. And it it took a while to get there. So in my mind, I was like, trying to get to him was going to be very difficult. And we have a big family. And that was another reason why AAU, him playing AAU ball at such a young age was just not feasible because we have a lot of kids. And I had another daughter that was playing volleyball. And. It was just too much. So that's how I thought. Like, wherever he went, I was like, it, it needs to be easy for us, easier for us to, be able to get to him, if we can, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. To be able to get to him, to try to, at least try to go and visit him at times. So I just, it was just, too, when it's too hard, it make it le- less likely that you'll be able to go, you know? So yeah. that was my concern with Kansas State. Um, and they they wanted to redshirt him. And I was like, mm, he didn't really want that. And then when DePaul came, he liked DePaul because it was a high major conference. It was like in the big East. And that was like one of the big things he wanted. He wanted to play in a, a big, a major conference because he feel like if you're playing a, in a big conference that he playing against the best. And they have good players in other conferences. Don't get me wrong. But in his mind, he was like, you know, the best is the best. And I want to play against the best that way. I don't play against the <laughs> best, I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> So he won. so de paul came and it was in the big east conference and it was so easy we got there in two hours we had a direct flight to chicago and like, by film it was like a a big city and i was kind of nervous because you know chicago they had such a bad rap but he was in a nice area so i wasn't really worried. i wasn't too afraid about him getting caught up in any drama because like well we live we live in orlando and we live like right we, we live in pine hills on the, outskirts, on the outskirts of pine hills and it's a lot of Violence, a lot of murders, a lot of young guys get caught up and they get shot, you know. So we try to, we kept him in basketball and I'm glad he loved it to keep him out, keep him busy. Yeah. And my, I was concerned about him going to Chicago and just getting caught, just getting, I didn't want him around getting caught up in the wrong thing, you know what I mean? Because there was so Absolutely. much going on. So I was so glad that, um, the Paul wasn't so close to the bad areas and they kept them so busy that, you know, boys get bored and they want to go do stuff. Yeah. I didn't have time to get into much. trust.
1: No, I understand that as a mother. I, 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 I wholeheartedly understand that as a mom. Yeah. So like you said, DePaul university was, um, the final choice. So being a student athlete though, it could be difficult, um, as they're on the road a lot and they're still required to perform well in class. How did you help him manage to balance the two and to remind him you are an athlete,
0: but you're still a student? Oh yeah. So you know what? When my husband was in school, it was different, right? I mean they had they had study hall they do home where they, they had to do their homework, but now this and each school we went to they had a program set up to where like you can't fail they had like you had somebody on you at all times they had your schedule set up they had study time for you they had tutors for you even when you fly into different games they had it so easy like it was just like if you fail you try to fail like that's yeah. how they made it so easy yeah. I was like so thankful for that because I remember seeing an article after my husband finished school that a lot of guys go to school go to, um, go to college on basketball scholarships and don't graduate and they was trying to change that, you know. So they put all these things in place in these colleges to try to make it very easy for these college players to get an education while they're playing sports. And they did that. They did. And I, and I, um, would stay on Paul. His mother, his grandmother would stay on him. Um, his um we would communicate with the dean, uh, not the dean, the academic advisor, if need be, yeah. if it was ever an issue. So we was really adamant. And then Paul Junior. He just wanted it for his stuff though, like he wanted it, you know. So okay. he really wanted to um to get a degree. So his goal was to graduate before he um went to the league. So his so in his mind, mm-hmm. he wanted to be one and done, but you know, that didn't happen. So <laughs> <laughs> he was like trying to like hurry up and get his grad get his get all the class he could get so that by the time he get ready to go to the NBA, he could have his degree. Right. But he right. ended up going after his junior year and he still had a couple more classes, but the yeah. school was really good because like now he's still in class i think they got one class left or something like that so he's still taking classes while he's in the nba so well absolutely because
1: even if you leave early you always have the option to go back and right. finish your education right so mm-hmm. we'll get there in a sec but tell us about the college games
0: what were they like for you oh they were so exciting so it's so different from high school, right? Because the arena is so big. You got all these people. We was in Chicago. They had these big old billboards. It's like Megatrons, right? With his face on it. So I'm like, man, you go to Chicago, you just see Paul Jr. face, biggest day, like all through downtown. And I'm like, what? And I'm like tripping, right? Because like, he's the man. You know, he was doing this thing at the Paul. He was doing big things in the Big East. So like, you just, I was like, man, my son is really on this Megatron yeah. <laughs> in Chicago, a big city <laughs> out of all places, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. I was I, that made me feel real good that he went up there and did a good job. I was like, that's what's up. And the games was just so fun and exciting because it was just so much noise. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it was just fun. Yeah.
1: Yep. Oh my gosh, you're making, you're reminding me of when my son went to UNLV. And for me it was the same thing. You know I mean? We come from you know what I mean, we we come from Montreal and you know, the games are the games are big in my eyes. <laughs> and I get to UNL, you and know, you I'm like eighteen thousand people and they're all screaming. So yeah, I, I understand like I I'm 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 reminiscing alongside you because I'm like, yep, I remember losing my mind on the Megatron and seeing my son, and and his name yeah. is big and his face is big and people know who he is, and and it's like, oh my goodness, like <laughs> he really is good. Like this is different, you know what I mean? So I just, I just love that, and I love your excitement because when I asked you that just now, it like brought you back to a game, <laughs> like, <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> yeah, it brought you back to a moment. So I love that. So now yes. the time came when he decided to enter the the draft. So what led him to that decision? And you as mom, were you comfortable with him leaving school early at that
0: point? Well, so actually he wanted to leave school after his sophomore year. And then I was like, no, nah. me and his dad were like, no, nah, just take one more year. And he was like, and he was playing. And he was like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to rush. I'm going to play. I'm going to stay in school one more year and just get better, get stronger. Cause he wasn't bad you just that you know I wanted it to be like when you go to the NBA draft like you wanna if possible you just wanna know without a, without a shadow of a doubt that you wanna go you know what I mean I just didn't want him to enter the draft too soon and then he have to go back to school and then his you know mess up his confidence so I said just go wait one more year you know tell you know get better get stronger you know do whatever you gotta do and then that way, you'll know without a shadow of a doubt that your chance of going is high. You know, yeah. And um, so he did. He waited another year, and he—I think he even felt it like he made—he was—he wasn't certain that he was going to go. So um, after they, after he waited the next year, he got um, most most improved player. I think he had like defensive player of the year or something. He like all these accolades, and he was ready. All the yeah, he was, and then it was like, okay, now it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> time yeah. to- Sometimes you just feel it, right? Sometimes you're
1: like, you know what? good or bad, this is my path. And this is what I need to do for me. Or I need to do this for my family. It's just time for me to remove myself from this situation and and find a different situation. And you know what I mean? And as a player, it's like, you just need your family backup. You need help. You need, you know what I mean? Like that support system. Like, did you have an agent at that time?
0: Um, we didn't. We didn't get an agent until the until before he decided to enter the draft, which is his junior year. I think he got yeah. the agent like in that. I'm going to say February, March. Right, right, right.
1: Time. Yeah. Okay. So now bring us to draft night. I mean, take <laughs> us to the beginning of the night to the end, and let us know where you were, who you were with, the vibe. I mean, especially since you were mid pandemic.
0: Oh my god. So. So, the eight, so they got a house, right? Because I was, I really wanted to just have it at home. But our house is not so, so big. I mean, it's kind of small for the, our family because we have a big family, like my mom, my my aunties, my uncles, his dad's family, his his aunts and um aunties and uncles and our cousins. And we're so close. Like, all of us grew up together. So I have so many cousins and they have children. That's PJ's age. So it's like our family is so huge. And even though it's mid-pandemic, it has to be, we all we all always hung out together. So we um had got a, a house, mm-hmm. uh, Airbnb. And man, just that day was so exciting because you had to set up. That's when I knew it was real. So the NBA sent like equipment so you can set up the TV so you can like, like how me and you on this, on Zoom now, it's yeah. like they did a, I mean, on their own um, live now, I mean, you know what I'm trying to say. um yeah. They had the setup. So I'm like, wow, it's happening. <laughs> we had to like connect the wires and, we had to call it. Well, his agent they called in and got everything connected. And I'm like, man, it's happening! It's happening! So later on that day, when the draft started, everybody was sitting around waiting, waiting, and they call the names. They call the names, and it's like, okay, he gonna go? He gonna go? We waiting. And then the first round went past. I was okay. So now he's starting to get a little nervous because everybody was expecting him to go mm-hmm. in the first round. So I'm like, okay. And here we go, second round going, and it's going, and it's going, and it's going. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, is he going? Oh, <laughs> going, it's going. So I was like, oh my gosh. Everybody, like, getting antsy, everybody are standing around. Some people even started leaving. And I was like, man, we ain't going worry about it. God is good. We just, you know what I'm saying? we just gonna chill. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. You still to this point, you know so I'm saying? You got this far, you know, what I'm just trying to like, even if it, even if he didn't go, he still made it to this, This we made it this far. So, right. um, but then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? They called his name. It was like, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> he got called 58. So it was like, it was, almost, it was almost over. And I was like, yeah. What? I almost kind of like was shocked. Like we had waited so long till like, like they kind of like kind of like fizzed out a little bit. You just be like now you just praying, and then they called his name. And I was like, "Wow, thank God!" So yeah. now he won't be shattered because he 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 worked so hard. Like he every when he was in high school, my husband had taken him to school every morning because he was in the magnet program. So he had, we had to had taken him to him from school. He would go to school early. He would call his coach. Um, so Coach McWhite ended up. He ended up not being his coach after all because they ended up changing coaching staff, Mm -hmm. coaching staff. But he still worked at Wakala, so he used to always like be around. But his coach, Coach Lubin, used to he used to get up in the morning and go to school early to open up the gym for Paul to go in and put in work. And so Mm -hmm. I I really, I really want to thank Coach Lubin because. He did that, you know, and he, and he would let Paul get in that gym. So before school, and I in high school, school already started like 715. Paul would go to school like at six o'clock. <laughs> like, it would be a body here going to school to, to put up shots, to put in work. Right, and He did right. that all the time. He was like always working and working. So I just really, really wanted him to not get discouraged, you know? So when he went, I was just thankful because I was like, he worked so hard. He worked so hard in college. He's always going to gym in school. I used to have, I used to have this conversation with his coach and staff sometimes at the call about him having access to the gym. I'm like, he wanted to be able to get in the gym. He need to have access to this gym. You know, so I need to open for him. So when he want to go put up shots, he can go put up shots. If he want to go and do whatever, work on his muscles, (laughs) he can do it. So, um, that was like something he really, really used to do all the time. Even when he came come home, he just trained so hard. He always training. So right. I was really thankful that he went because I don't know, it just probably would have devastated him if he hadn't after all that rookie had put in. So yeah. I was thankful.
1: Oh, I completely understand. So he got drafted 58th to the 76ers and later signed a contract, a two-way contract, um, mm-hmm where he was split his time between um, the 76ers and their G League um, team in Delaware. Did you have another plan um, just in case he didn't get drafted that night?
0: Yep. Go back to school. (laughs) That's why he, that's another reason why I pressed the issue of getting an education because I knew that the NBA was a guarantee to everybody and I'm like, you gotta have a fallback plan. I know you love basketball, son, but if basketball don't work out for you, you gotta make some money, <laughs> and so you need to, you know, say have good get education, get a degree. I was, so I was trying to push him to get a degree in something that he can really make some money in, because, you know, like sometimes with athletes, they, they take on like one of the easiest majors, and I'm like, no, you're not doing that. You're not just being, you're not going to school and take the easiest major just so you can play ball. You need to take a major where it's it, basketball don't work out for you you can have something to fall back on that's gonna pay you some money you know what I'm that's saying right. so he ended up and he started out trying to do like a little minor major and then he did communications and I like communication that's actually it was like a really good idea for him for his yeah. character yeah and, um, at first I was trying to push him into finance and business but he's like man mom man mom
1: <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he wanted to do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Because he's smart, right? Like, he really yeah. is smart. He was in, like, honors classes and stuff like that. He had, like, advanced. He was, um. he graduated, like, a three-point something. I want to say 3.5 GPA in high school. And I'm like, I really want him to use his smarts, not just, you know what I'm saying, sleep on them. But, I mean, yeah. he takes this good. So, that was what's up. And, no, but um, I love
1: I love the fact that you were saying um, you wanted to make sure that he took a major Oh, you, know what yeah. I mean? something, you know what I mean? Because a, a lot of, and, and you're absolutely right, because sometimes these guys or anybody, students, they just want to, their their goal is the league. Their goal is to play <laughs> basketball. So they take the easiest thing, you know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take basket weaving and I'll be great, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> you're right. going to take something with some substance, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, you're going to make it to the league. And of course, that's the assumption, right? But that ball's not going to bounce forever. What are you going to do after the fact? What are you going to, like you said, what are you going to fall back on? What's your other career going to be? You wanted this career in in basketball that's beautiful. But now, you know what I mean? In whatever, 10 years, who knows? 15 years, two years, who knows? What are you going to do? Exactly. And it's important as a parent, because I just love how you're saying that. You know what I mean? It's important as a parent that we remind our kids, like, hold on a second. It's great that you want to play ball, but what you're going to do after? And sometimes exactly. they can't see past that. They're like, after a ball? What are you talking about? That's <laughs> <this> <laughs> thing. Yeah, they're like, after a ball. So-, <laughs> so let's talk about his rookie season. Were you able to attend any games then?
0: Oh, man. So the good thing about the two-way contract was... Um, they end up coming. So he played a couple games with the 76ers and, and then they sent him to Orlando to the bubble to play in the G League. Yes. And i was like, oh man, yes. But then I was like, oh no, you can't go to no games. You can't see him. <laughs> like, what? He's so close and so far away. I was like, oh my gosh. Like So he was like, literally like 20 minutes from me and we couldn't go to none of the games which I think they didn't miss COVID. We couldn't go out there and really see him because they just didn't want no con. You know, they didn't want to play. I could drop off stuff at like a main office. I mean, the, um at the resort. Um, yeah, I can't yeah. even get my words out. But I could drop off, at his, you know, at the front desk. But I couldn't like go and see him. So I just take some take them stuff out there. But yeah, I couldn't see him, but I used to watch his games. So <laughs> I always had front seat row, front seat right in my living room, which is a good. That's what I love about college too, because um, I was able to watch his games. even though I couldn't make a lot of his games because he was playing the Big East, we could watch all his games on TV. And that's what I loved about the G League, that um, even though right. we couldn't go, I could watch the games on TV. But when the season, he got switched back to 76ers um, and they opened up the stadium, because we couldn't go to the games for like a long time until, I want to say like, was it March or April when they allowed fans in? Do you remember? I can't mm-hmm. remember. But I know I went to the game. I want to say my remember. first game was like in May. April, May make one of them and I was like that was exciting like, wow, yeah, really I, had an NBA basketball, game watching myself yeah, oh no you're right it was I'm around wrong. yeah it was it was spring we, I'm wrong we went the whole family went to Orlando Magic as they played the Orlando Magic I was just yes we <laughs> yeah we went to that game yeah. that's right I forgot about that but he didn't play but we still got to go to the game that yeah. was like that's what's up so that was exciting but um when we went to Philadelphia it was like on their home court it was just like different because the philly fans was like crazy oh my gosh they they are like you want fans like that because they just hype you up it's so hype but boy them philly fans fans ain't no joke (laughs) they get mad (laughs) they get mad i'm like oh my gosh they they be (laughs) it.
1: i know we were talking about watching some games together and i'm like oh okay well i don't know about the philly home games (laughs) i don't come in my toronto raptors jersey on us yeah no maybe not so (laughs) Well, he had a strong finish to his rookie year, where um, he was Rookie of the Year and MVP of the G League, which later got him signed to a standard contract with the 76ers. It's like you're saying, it's all about patience, right? You know what I mean? So tell everyone, what is the vibe in your home when you're sitting there watching him play on TV?
0: i know right it's like (laughs) i feel so guilty right because i'm always like posting him because it's like he keep doing stuff you gotta post it you know what i'm saying like he do stuff and so like my my instagram page is like full of paul so i try to remember (laughs) to post my other kids too so they won't feel no type of way but he's the only boy so they know i mean i mean he in the nba too so what i gotta post it you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. (laughs) so that's why i'm doing it i'm posting all the time because you just keep doing stuff so every time a game i'm like in front of the tv waiting for him to get in the game so i can record when he in the game so he when he do something spectacular i can just like post it
1: <laughs> you know what i can vouch for that i've been to your house <laughs> I've been to your house during a game, and we're just sitting there, and you're doing my hair, and all of a sudden, pause on, pause on, and I love it. I love the vibe in your fan. Everybody's in front of the TV. I love it. I just absolutely love it. So yes, I I just love that buzz, and I love that that feeling of proudness. Yeah. You know, what I mean, everybody's yeah. like, okay, he's on, he's on, and everybody's in front of the TV. Life stops. <laughs>
0: Everything stops
1: in the house. Yeah. Everybody-
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah game oh like my husband oh my god game day yep. oh it's ain't going down like i'm a I'm a very busy person and <laughs> game day oh everything shut down he ain't playing it he, oh nope 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 like he, he and like sometimes i can if i try to do anything outside the game day i mean on game day he having a whole fit like no he, yeah you he have to be in front of that tv so i like and i want to be in front of the tv you know but sometimes I'm like i have to do stuff but he's like no nah. Yeah,
1: (laughs) you were one of the busiest people I know. I mean, so, (laughs) but you're a mom, you could multitask, you could watch your baby and you could do all the million different things at the same time. But as a mom, I see you stop whatever you're doing (laughs) and you're all zoned in. So love it. But tell me when you get on that plane and you go to Philadelphia to see a game, how proud are you? Michelle Reed, when you walk into that arena to watch your baby play on the court,
0: man, I I don't even know how to act. So let tell about They sent us jerseys with his name on it, and then they sent us jerseys with M Reed on it for like for the mom. So I be wearing my jersey. I have my hair pulled away from my shirt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in the stand, when I'm in the stands, so he do some waving. I want everybody to see the number on my shirt so they can know Paul Reed. Paul Reed. <laughs> I'd be excited. Yeah, ain't, ain't like...
1: nothing wrong with being proud, Mama. Ain't nothing wrong with <laughs> being proud. I love yeah. it. So, your husband played like we were talking about before overseas, and and he also played in college. So, how did his experience play a role in in PJ's development, and how did it help him become a pro?
0: Because so, what his dad did was we had a basketball goal in our mm-hmm. living room one of them had a little little play school ones, and we had all these balls and he always grabbed the ball every time he would go to whatever school wherever he went he always came home with the balls so peter wasn't even he couldn't even talk i mean he couldn't even crawl he couldn't do nothing he he was in the car seat (laughs) you know what i'm saying he was like two um an infant all the way up till he started crawling paul kept a ball in his hand he was always he had him in front of basketball so he just I would say he just molded him into a basketball player. He ain't had another no choice yeah. to do nothing. nothing. What well, he could have done, he just right. basketball was in his face all the time. So, and that's how he. That's how that's how Big Paul played with him. You know, they played basketball. He would just shoot the ball, um, and he'd be sitting on the couch in the living room, and he'd just be throwing the ball into the basket. And then Paul June would turn around and do the same thing. They'd be running through the house trying to dump the balls. <laughs> he would just be running around playing basketball all the time. And every time he went anywhere basketball related he took Paul Jr. with him so just right. like yeah. and he would teach him how to do this stuff he would have him dribbling the ball it's just crazy I remember when we was in Turkey when Paul would be at practice because he had so many basketballs we well, just dribble around we had like wood floors like in so in Orlando we had carpet you know because we don't it don't really snow it don't snow here so yeah and uh but in Turkey it snows so everything is wood floors so I'm like oh wood floors so he had a basketball he used to be running through the house dribbling the basketball all over the place and so he would like do drills. <laughs> At three years old, he'd do a basketball drills with running around the table with one hand, and go around the table again with the other hand, and he'd be having the ball going through his knees and through his legs and stuff like that. So that's beautiful. Just, Daddy's getting him ready. He can not push it on him, but he just you know, he just did it. He right. just would, like play with him with basketball. So as a new mom
1: new NBA mom, <laughs> what kind of support system do you have to help navigate through this NBA life?
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So my brother played in the NFL. He was on Robert Street for Jacksonville Jaguars. So I was um, familiar, familiar with that lifestyle of, you know, stepping into the professional sports world and being around all these new people right because <laughs> you get all these new people coming around and everybody cuz and you know all this stuff but um so we started firsthand so when paul when pj started like getting into um wanting to be into the nba dealing with agents and i had my brother with us because i'm like he know this stuff he's been through this stuff before so he will always like give us like the ins and outs and um and now that i'm going to my sister my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, um, my brother has a son that plays for Georgia Tech. He plays football, and he's a high-profile player. So he's, um, you know, college players get paid now, so he got, you know, doing all this stuff with money. She's going through the same thing. So me and her feed off of each other. So we're not alone. So we get to share. We're like, we have somebody that understands, because everybody don't understand when you have to be... Just like, you're not being different and you're not trying to change but you just can't be who they want you to be you know you have to be a little guarded you have to be real careful when, when you come out of your child because you know like this is a different level and it's it, they always say that money don't change the person it changes other people mm-hmm. and so you be you know you have to be careful and protective you have to guard your child and so when people may think you are acting funny or you being weird or you acting nasty or something we have each other's back, and then I have that. You know, we have a support group, right? So like the NBA has the NBA. The, our Zoom, our Zoom meetings. And that's, that's like right. so helpful because now I'm, in, I'm meeting other basketball moms, so I'm around other people that's going, that's doing the same thing that I'm doing. So it's like, yeah. that's a blessing. Yeah, that's a real, that's a blessing. So what?
1: So for people for um to understand what Michelle's talking about, she's talking about a um a Zoom call that NBA moms have um on Wednesdays. Um and that call is just a, a place for us where we can just be us and we talk about our situations with um our sons. Um we talk we're just like It's all love, eh, Michelle? Like we just talk, it's like a sisterhood because we talk about, listen, my son is going through this. What do you suggest? Right. You know what I mean? And we'll we'll, we'll talk about certain situations and how to handle it. And a lot of moms always chime in and they (laughs) always say, okay, this is what I did and this is what I'm saying that you should do. Or this is where I feel you should go for help. And I just love that call. Um, Or those calls that we do, because I know I can always call on you. I could say, Michelle, man, this is what happened. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah, telling yeah. you, you know, because I, I know I'm going to get love back. I know I'm going to get answers back. And I know that if you can't answer me, I know you're going to either help me get the answer or there's going to be another mom around the corner who's going to turn around and 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 help each other. So that support system is very, very important, especially now, because yeah. you brought up a good point when you're saying people get upset when you don't act the way they want you to act. Everybody has expectations when our boys um, come into money. They do. Everybody all of a sudden feels their need to be a part of this equation. Everybody all of a sudden just seems to think that they're entitled in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And that blows my mind. I mean, my son signed a nice contract. Do you know how many people all of a sudden now feel the need to talk about their issues with me or (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. They get all these business ventures that all of a sudden I'm supposed to be interested in. And I'm like, what? Like, so it comes and it comes at us hard. Right. Right. And I find it so unfair and that's why I'm putting it out there because it is an actual thing that's actually happening. You know what I mean? You're going to have people knocking on your door. Hi, Michelle. And hi, Paul. (laughs) all of a sudden it's your duty to look after everybody and it's like listen we're not different you're still michelle reed you're still paul reed you know like why like you know what i mean i so it, it bothers me and this is why i'm just saying it because i love how you brought up the fact that people think that you should be acting the way they want you to act and then when you don't when you don't conform to them then all of a sudden we're we're different we're di- right. you know what i mean and we're not so i appreciate um I appreciate you saying that which is why i'm just elaborating a little bit more on it and i appreciate the support group that we have as moms um you know what i mean i know i could pick up the phone and call you any yeah. day <laughs> you know <so. laughs> right you know and i like that that's just like awesome
0: yeah. hold on set yeah. of friends yeah that, that, yeah that, that you can that relate has... to they understand there you go. You like situations
1: there. <laughs> yes yes so let's talk about that because when I was talking to you in Vegas, you were saying that you actually had other families. Um, I think you said you have 76ers families, right, that were with you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you guys came together as a basketball family, and you guys just threw down yeah. and enjoyed this spread. So what was that experience like for you now to now you're, you're with like- families you're with families that are going through the same thing you're going through you have families that are there to watch their their child play what was that i guess fellowship like for you when now you're like breaking bread with them and you're sitting there you're eating these collard greens and you're eating (laughs) what was that like for you in your airbnb inviting other nba families to come eat
0: and share with you that was so nice we had a really good time and it was like um it was like, wow, this is a, this is really beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we didn't mm-hmm. like we 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 getting to know each other. Right. Um And you know how basketball is, like you with NBA, like I'm learning now. Like you never know, like one day you might be here, one day you might not. You know, it's like so. It's like you you build a relationship with people, and when when somebody when you're on the team, you don't want to go. So you don't want to go to the game and have all these other parents around, and you're just not talking. You know, everybody's sitting right. around, uh, not socializing. I want to get to know people, I, and and they and people want to get to You know, people want to get to know people. I realize that other other parents want to get to know yeah. other parents too. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. You know, you want to have somebody that you can have fun with at the games, yeah. or maybe even hang out with after the games. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you want to have. Yeah. You don't want to be by yourself. You know. Yeah. Uh,
1: I always say our mantra should really be to inch to, to pay it forward and, and to introduce moms to each other. Right. Like for me, it's like when you came, um, when you came to my surroundings in Florida, (laughs) it was beautiful because I was like, there's another mom here that I think you should know. So I introduced you to another mom. You know oh, what I mean? Because yeah, to me, that was yeah. important. And I'm like, the three of us, let's just hang out and and just to get to know each other on a different level. You know what I mean? Because I have my relationship with her. I have my relationship with you, but I wanted it. You know what I mean? The three of us together because we need each other. Exactly. You know what and I mean? So yes, yes. So that was a blessing okay. that uh, we right. had that time. Yeah, I'm, sorry. Okay. I'm
0: sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Okay. There we go. We good yeah that's a blessing it is yeah. because like yeah. i think she's here and she's not really from orlando you know so
1: right. you want you yeah know. yeah and that's why i introduced her to you because i'm like well you, you know what i mean i'm like well michelle's there so if anything you know what i mean you could just be there yeah she just wants to talk it's nothing you know what I, mean? I can go down the street yeah And, and talk because a lot of moms don't know other moms within their own city. Sometimes a lot of moms, sometimes they move to a city because of their son. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they have no idea who's there. Sometimes it's not easy when you, when you're, you're that new person going into the (laughs) arena, you know, that new mom, how would you know who the other parents are? You know what I mean? Like you go in the family room sometimes, but not everybody goes to the family room. So. So it's it's nice. And I, I think as as like that sisterhood that we have, you know yeah. what I mean? It's good to always keep that line of communication open. So as a rookie mom and also having experienced the NBA in a different manner than other mothers pre COVID, what are you most looking forward to um this season?
0: I really want to somebody to play <laughs> more but you know you you take what you can get you know and just hopefully you know you'll be able you know get in the game and do good and get some more playing time but you know just want to see in the game and i want to i'm looking forward to going to more games like i went to two games last year i think but i'm going saturday (laughs) i'm going to (laughs) see it's not even a real game it's a a scrimmage game and then they have like, so it's like a, a 76ers kickoff for the families or whatever. So I'm going to Philly this weekend for the game for the scrimmage game. And I'm going to stay for the preseason game on Monday. And right. then I'm uh, going to try to make plans to go to a few more games for the season before this year is out. So it's kind of hard for me to go to like as many games as I want to go to. Of <laughs> which is so funny because my husband, like he didn't want Paul Jr. to play close because he said, you are, you're trying to go to every single game. <laughs> I said, <"Well, laughs> but of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, Like he was already like, man, because we got like we got kids that's still in school. Of I have five year old. Yes, I did. We messed around and had a whole nother baby. So I got a with it. <laughs> A long ways to go. I have, a, I have a child in middle school and a child in high school, so I just can't go as often as I want. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I understand. I was in the same situation too. My kids are six years apart, right? So, oh, right. Um, yeah. when my son was playing, this is before um, NBA. It was tough sometimes. You know what I mean? Because you want to bring your youngest with you. Yeah. But you don't always have got that plane fare. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. my my youngest yeah. he couldn't always come to Vegas with me. He did, but I couldn't always <laughs> afford to bring him to Vegas with me, right? So right. But yeah. it is what it is. All you can do is do what you can do as
0: a mom. Right. And it's so many of us when we travel, oh my gosh, it's like we like a, we look like home alone. Remember in, Remember home alone when the whole family <laughs> went to <laughs> oh my god that's funny like i have i have five kids right and i have a granddaughter so when we travel it's like seven eight it's a bunch of us yeah so that's a lot of kids to pay for it's a lot of that's a lot of money you spend taking everybody out out of town it is
1: is. it's worth it though it's worth it it so
0: Yeah. So they are they do they they are they, they are so excited when we do go and they just talk about it all the time. <laughs> right, right.
1: Well, right now the preseason has started. Um, so I'm so excited for that. Our boys actually played last night. Our teams played last oh, yeah. night. Yes, yeah, yes. And then yeah. they're playing again um this Thursday in Philly. Um yeah. so we're gonna have fun, but when the regular season starts, oh, yeah, I'm gonna call you and say, Michelle, let's do this. Let's get to a game. Let's have some fun. So it's coming. <laughs>
0: it's coming. That's right. so, that's, so my husband, he was like, um, one of the other Seven Sixes mom called me and said, Michelle, are you going to the kickoff this weekend um, with Seven Sixes? And I'm like, yeah, I was thinking about it. I said, I'm probably gonna go. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I was thinking about it too. And she lives in North Carolina. So she said, so me and her, I was like, oh, yeah, we're gonna, so we, both of us decided we were gonna go. And then, um, so my husband like, oh, good. You got somebody to go with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's waiting for the regular season to start.
0: Yeah. He yeah, the yeah. Start, so it's yeah. like, yeah, good. Yeah. So that he don't have to always go. Like, he, he likes basketball, but he's, you know, we have, like I said, we have other kids at the house. And so we have so much, we have a business we run. So we have so much going on. So I yes. get to still enjoy Paul um, PJ's um, NBA career with the okay. moms he can't go, so I have to go on for myself, so he likes that.
1: Okay, and before we get to the fun facts, um, (laughs) tell people about your business. Oh, I love it.
0: All right, so I have a marketing business basically, so I do screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, sign standards, um, promotional items, Um, we do sometimes prototypes for people, sometimes I make stuff like, um, I might put like make a blanket and put somebody's name on it or something like that. So I do a lot of like uniforms and t-shirts and polos for a lot of the uh, small sports groups around town, um churches, businesses. And we've been doing that for about 12 years. Right. So that's what we do. We so I'm always busy and everybody always want everything right away. So I'm busy, you know, because I'm like I'm the same way. I'm I need stuff right away. So you know I have to try to cater to people. So not understand it. That's how it is. And especially when you run the business, sometimes you need stuff. You need it like right now, especially yes. with marketing. So yes. that's what we do.
1: So, well, yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I've witnessed it. Like I said, I've been in your house yeah. and yeah, people are coming in and out, <laughs> getting, <laughs> getting your products and getting your goods. So, um, which is why I wanted you to talk a little bit more about it. Um, just tell people um, where they can find you. Um, I can vouch. I've seen the work so <laughs> so where can people find you um whether your website your instagram if someone wants to place an order or speak to you about your business tell them where they
0: can where they can uh, get this info. okay so it's another thing about me <laughs> i'm a small business i work from home but i do have a website i have a instagram but i don't market so you can go to my instagram which is, is fortunate inc and you can go to my website. Which is fortunate ink, but you really won't see a lot because I don't really post a lot. A lot of my business comes from word of mouth. So everybody just called me or they said, Who did your shirts? And then everybody gives me my phone number. Or it's just like, so a lot of my business comes from word of mouth. So, but you can find me on my website, which is fortunateink.com, F O R T U N A T E I N K.com. And then my Instagram name is the same at fortunate um, My phone number is four seven seven six one three zero nine nine. 3099. But like I said, I work from home, just Michelle. (laughs) And then I do shirts and I, you know, know, sometimes around town, call me the t-shirt lady. They don't even know my name. They say, oh, you're the t-shirt lady. (laughs) That's
1: amazing. That's amazing. And you and I even spoke about doing some courtside mom t-shirts, right? So I know, right? (laughs) So that's coming. All right. So Michelle, tell us so far, what is it like being the courtside mom? to Paul
0: Reed of the Philadelphia know, 76ers. Right? It feels so good. I can't believe I'm here. It's like, what? I still feel like Michelle, right? But I feel like a fabulous Michelle now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with I mean, feeling real, fabulous, right? right? Like, I ain't gonna lie. Everybody, you know, they go, when they start making money, we know we, they, we we benefit. You know, I get to buy the good hair. What they say, baking with the good hair? <laughs> I get to look cute. And oh my god. Nice you know, you can I couldn't shop all the time before, but I can shop a little bit more now. It feels good. You know, I get to fly to Philly when I when I see my son. That's, it feels good better to do that. You know? Yeah. Like if he need me yeah. to stop what I'm doing and coming to him, I can do that, you know. So I, I I love I love being able to be flexible and being able to get to him when he need me, get to any of my kids when he need me. Uh, the right. girls lucky because they always here. So yeah, you kind of like get jealous, right? Because so we went, me and the girls went to the Lickie um Sunday and we went painting. And so he texted me like, oh, y'all would do all the fun stuff when I'm not there. He had a little smiley. He got a little frown face. He said, I'm sorry. He just don't, but we just, it wasn't even my idea. It was my oldest daughter idea. <laughs> he was <laughs> in his feelings. But they get me all the time and he don't get me as much as they do. So I try to it feels good yeah. just take a flight and go see him when I want Right. To right.
1: No, it's you know what? It's a blessing.
0: Yes. So enjoy your blessing.
1: <laughs> so now <laughs> let's let's uh, let's do some fun facts. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is Paul's go-to dish that you make that he must always have?
0: That's a good question, right? Ooh, So, he definitely liked pancakes, eggs, bacon. He definitely liked breakfast grits, eggs. But he acts, he likes alfredo. Mm-hmm. He don't actually cook it that often because we always cooking, right? We cook like all day, two, so mm-hmm. three times a day, sometimes four times a day because we work from home. We everybody always here. But he, I hear he asks for alfredo. That's like something he asks for.
1: Okay. Yeah
0: like shrimp our fritter or chicken our
1: <laughs> what is a childhood item that he always had that he just couldn't live without other than a basketball
0: <laughs> well you know that PlayStation boy no don't <laughs> don't, don't video games that was like something he always had like even when he would go even when he would travel he'd put his Playstation in his book bag like that was like the thing he had with him on his on the plane was his yeah. PlayStation so when he go to a hotel he play yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, like, but you know what's so funny? Cause um when they was when the okay, so because of the because of COVID, when all the teams interviewed him, they did live Zooms and he was home during that time because they had to leave school. Like all the students had to leave school. So he came home and he had to do all these Zoom calls with the different teams. So they said some one of the team one of the teams, I can't remember which one it was, asked him like what was what's the most important thing to you? And he came in the living room and got me and brought me in there. And I'm like, Oh, so so but one day, so, like, oh. so I know that to him, I'm, a, I'm one of them important things. But growing up, he always had that PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I couldn't even come in the room. He'd be playing the PlayStation, and me and the girls that's my try to come here. He'd kick us out. He's like, no, he'd be closing the doors. They would try to push through the door to get through the room. Like he don't be studying me when he home sometimes. That's me on that funny. game. Wait, he was younger, you know, being on games. <laughs> that's amazing.
1: <laughs> so does he have a nickname and if so
0: what is it so his name is paul we call him pj and some other family members call him little paul but mainly everybody calls him tj in the family but he has a nickname called bball paul <laughs> so that's his like instagram handle right and his um, yeah. twitter handle and like it became popular when he did so good in G League. everybody did just start calling him b Paul, so he has a whole nickname in the NBA. Like, what? do <laughs> that? I mean, I know they do that, but I'm like, for him yeah. to be a rookie, you know, in, in the G League, and he got a whole nickname now, so they they call him B-Ball Paul.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's graduated, I guess, from him. He's like, okay, I'm PJ but Now I have this alias, right? I'm this other dude, so. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what advice would you give to another courtside mom about how to deal with a coaching decision that she does not agree with.
0: Ooh, man. Like, what can you really do, right? Like, you you get mad and you want to say something, you want to try, try to reach out, but then, do you really want to do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, like you know, it's like, what am I if, I, if I spaz, if I say something, if I get too out of control, what does that mean for my son?
1: Right, so what Unless do you, you tell to the mother?
0: Um, if you don't like something the coach doing, I would say talk to your son and see how he feels about it, and then have him talk to the coach about a decision the coach has made versus us getting, yeah, out, you know, saying something because you know it's better if they do it one on one and they have like a man to man versus the mama fussing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I was gonna think about men. They don't like when the mamas get involved. <laughs> when mamas start yeah. trying to tell folks what to do. <laughs> You know, I
1: I don't even think I even pictured that conversation. You know what I mean? Imagine our sons go sit down. Yo, coach, my mama was mad last night. Oh. You know? <laughs> all right. So, my oh, next right. question is: What advice would you give to a player on how to deal with a tough teammate? Ooh.
0: See, I'm all about. I'm big on having a conversation. So, if you have a problem with somebody, go to them and talk about it let them know like okay this happened and it made me feel this kind of way or whatever and, you know blase 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 like don't go aggressively because when you go aggressive with somebody they're gonna get defensive like if you really if you i would first ask them like do they feel like that person don't like them or if it's like an issue with them because sometimes you can go to somebody genuinely and they might not like you and just they, they, ain't gonna, they, they ain't gonna come correct you know what i mean so But as long as you get off your chest, as long as you address the issue, and you address the issue respectfully, then, you know, it is what it is, (laughs) because you got to say something, you know what I'm saying? Just, I I feel like maybe it's better to try to get understanding, because you might misinterpret something, and then it could lead to a bigger problem when it wasn't intentional, or it wasn't even meant to be. So I definitely would suggest talking to the person first and try to get an understanding and you know, understanding can't be goddamn. Okay. And my last
1: question <laughs> to you is if you could only give one piece of advice to another courtside mom,
0: what would it be? Whatever you do, if you can, just try to be as available to your son as possible. And that's the only thing I can really say as a mom because they in a whole nother world, the pressure is real. And all I know to do is just to be there as much as I can because I don't know what they go through, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's real one, you know, you just never know. Like some a lot of these guys be on edge sometimes, you never know, it's hard to get comfortable or something, maybe maybe if you're a superstar, You know, sometimes you still go through stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just try to be in this corner as much as you can, if you can, you know, try to encourage him and try to give him a breeze. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because we see things differently as moms, right? When our boys get to a certain level, it's not. And people think it's about the money first and it's not. It's really about the person. So we see that pressure. We see how it affects them. We see, I mean, it's not always bad, but when it does get rough, we're there. And we can speak on it because we actually see the effects it has on our kids. Just like when they're younger and they fall and hurt their knee or they hurt their arm, scrape their elbow, you know what I mean? We see the effects now yeah. we see these mental effects that it has on them because they, they have so much expectation so i love your advice to, at the end of the day um it's be mom don't yeah. forget to be mom is what you're saying which is why i always end the episode with that because that's it all moms say what you just said but it's <laughs> different but just differently right so right. and but it, it the gist is just don't forget to be Mom, and that's mm-hmm. and and that's really important because our kids will always always need moms I mean, I know I need my mom.
0: You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> I, me yeah. I, so. I tell myself just be honest with them. Try to don't don't shoot try to sometimes just don't sugarcoat it. Be honest with them. I think sometimes I our guys get a lot of people start a lot of people around just telling them what they want to hear, and they start yeah. losing that realness. You know? Yeah. yeah
1: yeah and and again that's that's another good topic um the people that come into our boys lives right and like you're saying they tell them what they want to hear and it's necessarily not for their best interest it's for the person who said it's interest and not our right. sons right so that is um that is something that you know as moms we have to make sure that our kids can watch out for because it's real it's out there
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: Exactly. Man, Michelle, I had, as always, a great time with you. As always, whether we're on the phone, whether we're texting, whether we're Zooming, whether we're just chilling together in person, always, always have. So much fun. Nothing but love. I'm so sad that I missed you in Vegas. I mean, I I flew out at noon. You flew in at noon. I was like, really? But... That's okay, because like we were saying, we'll be together soon enough, um, where we can just sit and be Wendy and Michelle.
0: I know, right? <laughs> yes,
1: yes. So love you with everything in me. Thank you so much for for coming on the show and and just letting everybody know who Paul Reed is from your eyes, because it's not the same from who Paul says he is, right? We want to know. <laughs> the fans want to know. Who is Paul from Mama? Oh, so. yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, once again, love. Love you lots, and thank you for coming on Courtside Moms. All right. You're welcome.
0: Thank you, yeah. Wendy. Of course. <laughs> you done, baby. I'm every woman. It's all in me. You done, baby. I do it naturally. Oh, oh, oh.